Welcome back to Questions with Caden. My name is Caden Fabrizio, and I am your host of this podcast where every single week we take one episode, <laughs> one episode, we take one question, and we answer it as deeply, biblically, and relevantly as we can, believing that the power of questions are going to set someone free, encourage you, and allow you to step into more fullness, freedom, and intimacy with Jesus. Today we have a super, super exciting episode um, we got a guest on today, and I think you're going to love him. He's actually our first male guest of the season. Shout out the boys coming out represented today. I want to say a big what's up to my YouTube family. Thanks so much for watching. Um, and if you are listening, be sure um, to like, subscribe, um, do all the things, comment, leave a review, share with a friend. Everything you guys do to engage with this podcast um, helps me out so much at Questions with Caden. Um, the goal is to reach as many people as possible with the hope and message of Jesus. And so the more that we're able to do that, the more that I'm able to do this. And it's just, um, it's a big old family. Uh, it's a, we're a big family unit, and we just do this as a, as a team. You know what I mean? So you help me, I help you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so today we have um, a good friend of mine, J.D. Rogers, coming on the podcast. J.D. is the creative director of The Porch, which is a massive young adults ministry in Dallas, Texas, at Watermark Church. Um, he's a good friend of mine. The way we met is actually hilarious. Um, just God ordained, and I think today in this conversation, he's going to bless you so so much i'm honored to have him excited that he's here and um, excited to jump into the conversation i also do want to give you guys a heads up before we jump fully into the podcast we did experience a few technical difficulties while filming but that's how you know it's going to be good but let's get started let's jump into the conversation jd what's going on man questions with Caden. it is an honor to be here at last bro i am i'm honored to have you for the listeners at home you need to know what just happened? Uh, we had JD. We were scheduled for a 9 a.m. And we had some problems with the Wi-Fi. JD was at his office at Watermark. Shout out, Watermark. And he drove all the way home to get good Wi-Fi so that we could do a good podcast. So you know what? Give a round of applause to JD if you're listening right now. Let's just give him. Come on. Let's just. Just for JD. Thanks, bro. You really just. Yes, sir. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Yes, sir. <laughs> the hands. It's the hands for me. That's, no, but I'm, I'm seriously, hilarious. I'm honored you're on the podcast, bro. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. If y'all don't know, we met on an Instagram live. Uh, I didn't know anyone on the Instagram live. I just happened to find myself on the Instagram live. And Caden and I just found ourselves leaving that Instagram live and starting our own. And it was just you know, connection from the start, we could feel it. And you might not remember this, but that day you were like, dude, you got to be on my podcast one day. I just can't believe that we're finally here and that today yeah. is the day. Yeah, bro. I, it's funny how we met. I think it's, it's, it was honestly, in my opinion, it's one of those God like moments where he kind of just links to people that need to meet because you're a blessing to me. And I actually, I don't ask a lot of people from the first time I meet them to come on the podcast, but you said a few things just as we were talking over um, an IG live that I was like, one, I just love the heart of this guy. I love what God's doing in his life. 
you were so authentic and vulnerable and like open. And I believe that that's how Holy Spirit moves. And I was like, we got to get this guy on the podcast. He is just, he's incredible. So the day has come. You're finally on questions with Caden and we're attacking a pretty powerful question today, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I guess, is there some like big reveal or how do you go about what is the question? What is the question with Caden today? Everyone wants to know. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the question of the day is, am I a victim? And I think it's a very powerful question, especially in today's age where it's easy for us with everything going on. We have so much access to view so many things in the world. It's easy for us to fall into this, um, this mentality, this attitude of uh, woe is me. I'm a victim. Only bad things happen to me. Nothing's ever going to get better. And that is so contrary to the uh, perspective of Jesus and the heart of God. And so today we're asking the question, am I a victim? And the reason we're asking this question really is because it's, it, it's, it's prevalent. But secondary, uh, JD just preached a powerful word at the porch where he serves. Um, and it was all about this exact topic. And when I heard the message, I was like, we got to have JD talk exactly on this because um, I think it's going to be freeing and empowering to a lot of people. As always, we start the episode off by reading the foundational scriptures of today's episode to set the tone for our conversation. Um, there's three of them today because we just love the word. JD, do you want to read the first one? I'll read the second one. And I'll read the third one. Yes. All right. So the first one we have is 1 John 5, 4. It says, for every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. Come on. That's so powerful. First, the second verse is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the third verse is John sixteen thirty three. It says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And today, the answer to am I a victim the short answer is going to be no, you're not a victim, but God says that you are a victor. And we're going to break down truly what that means and what's that, what that looks like. But JD, do you want to pray for the podcast and we'll get into this convo? Yeah. God, I thank you so much for Caden. I thank you for the way that you have gifted him and that you have given him a platform to steward for your kingdom and for your word and your truth. I just pray for those listening right now. If there is like technology lagging because we're in literal different parts of the country, if there are things that are unclear, uh, Holy Spirit, would you just make it clear? Would you make our words um, be supernatural and not by our strength or our might or our wisdom, but from the overflowing amount of wisdom that comes from God above? And so I pray that you are glorified and honored by this conversation and that people truly would uh, be able to recognize if they have been living as a victim. And that would transform by the work of the Holy Spirit to a victor mentality, a victor life, a life marked by victory, because you, King Jesus, are the ultimate victor. Your name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, JD. Hey, so uh, just for people listening real quick, JD and I, first, we're both sipping on some beverages. I'm sipping on a little tea. JD's sipping on a little coffee. <laughs> but we're also experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties. So we are lagging hard with each other. And JD even went to another location to get better Wi-Fi. Like, I don't know what's going on. We've never experienced this problem before. But I'm believing that when you reach obstacles... It's because there's a big opportunity. Come on, this like starts using no, but I think uh, if there's anything like JD said that becomes kind of hard because maybe we're cutting out 
maybe it's at the end of the podcast, maybe I'm going to find out it's better than we think it is, and we're not really lagging that much. But right now, when JD and I are talking, it is a little tough. So we're going to do our best. We're going to believe that God is bigger than Wi-Fi. Come on, somebody. And um, we are just going to push through. And if it gets tough, we're going to be victors, not victims. Come on, somebody. So as, uh, as you guys know, when we ask a really big question, like something like, am I a victim? Um, a large question oftentimes opens up a lot of other conversations centered around smaller questions. And so the power of a question a lot of times opens up these other questions. And so for me today, in order for us to really get down to the bottom of am I a victim or, or maybe am I living as a victim, we have to understand really what is a victim mentality like? Um, what does that look like? And then on the other side, what is a victor mentality and what does that look like? And so, J.D., I want to ask you um, in – what do you think a victor looks like biblically? And then what do you think the world says a victor looks like? And then um, the same goes for victim. What do you think a victim looks like, um, both biblically and maybe worldly? Yeah, that's good. So to me, a victor, so victor mentality, it looks like someone who understands who they are in light of who Christ is. And not even just who he is, so good. but what he has done. And so when I think about what Christ has done, we know, if we are Christians and if you're not, we know that Christ came down because there was, um, we were victims. Humanity, we were victims to sin. We were enslaved to sin. And we were destined for an eternity apart from God in a place called hell. And God, out of his love for us, said, I don't want people to constantly be victims to sin and victim to separation from me because a life with me is a life that is a life full. And it's a life of flourishing and a life of adventure. So I'm going to pave a way through my son, Jesus. And he's going to live a perfect life that no one could ever live. He's going to die the death that no one ever could. And he's going to defeat death by raising again three days later. And when he does that, since even death could not hold him back, that means there's nothing that could hold him back. Therefore, he is the ultimate victor. And the best part about that is when you choose to believe that truth, now it's not up to your victory. It's not out up to what you can manifest. It's not what you can uh, try to create and manufacture in your life. All you have to simply do is allow what Jesus has done now define who you are. So if Jesus is a victor, you now have the ability to be a victor as well because it's now no longer you who mark your life, but Jesus in you. And the Bible says greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so living with a victor mentality simply looks like acknowledging and believing that you are no longer in charge of victories and failures, but simply Christ in you, when you live in Christ, now you are a victor because Christ is now who defines you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's so good. It's some. It's a topic that really on this podcast we talk about a lot as we talk about being aware of Christ in us and us in Christ, meaning that we have adopted everything that he's done on the cross. We now get to adopt and live in. And so this goes same for this, like you said, this victor this victor slash victim mentality is saying, listen, no, everything that would make me feel like a victim would make me think, woe is me. Um, life is never going to get better. Everything's always against me. I'm just going to lose and lose and lose. And it's just going to be pain after pain. 
that's the mentality that that Christ actually took to the cross. And so here on this podcast, we're so um, passionate about launching people to into the fullness and freedom of Jesus. And a large portion of that is having the Holy Spirit renew your mind in a way where you begin to think with the mind of Christ and carry the perspective of Jesus. And again, the perspective of Jesus is going to be you are a victor because you are who Jesus is. And so I think that you answer that question so well, J.D., and it's, it's another one of those things where um, it's already been done. Like it already happened on the cross and, and Jesus has already conquered it. And now it's just about receiving it. And it's not about so much of like what we can do, but it's more about receiving what he has already done. And that is freeing. And I think there's someone on this podcast today that just needs to say, needs to hear, like, listen, you can step out of feelings of I'm not enough, I'm never going to be enough, and I'm never going to be good enough. And you can begin to step into understanding you're more than enough because God's more than enough. And I think when you adopt that, I think this podcast, this episode can free you into so much more that God has for your life. JD, what do you mm-hmm. think? Um, there might be some listeners who have just terrible self awareness, like, <laughs> and it's like, what do you think? And I think it's it's good for all of us to be able to reflect on ourselves and look and be like, what do you think are the telltale signs of I'm living in a victim mentality? Because for some of us, we may not even realize because the habit has been so long and it's just become over time has become something that has just happens almost without us even thinking about it. So what are some telltale signs that maybe we're living in this victim mentality? Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. I think, honestly, what I have seen in life is that right now, there are even some people who might think, that's not me. And uh, no, I don't think I'm a victim. And I think a lot of us actually live in more of a victim mentality than we realize. Because we're in a fallen world and because, because right now, Satan... He has dominion over the world until Jesus comes and creates a new heaven and a new earth. And he has given him um, a part-time kind of authority, you could say. And with that, we know he's not ultimate authority, but he does have some authority on earth. And because of that, one of his greatest tactics is to convince you that you are a victim. And it looks like this. It looks like people uh, self-doubt. It looks like um, a life that's just full of negativity. If you're someone who is just constantly negative, everything's negatively interpreted. I mean, you just, you, you know, you're not a glass is half full kind of person. You're like, no, it's empty. There's, it's, it's, people are out to get me. Yeah. If you lack optimism, if you lack seeing the positive side of things or positive outcomes, you're probably falling prey to a victim mentality because most negative people, negative interpretation is usually self-focused. It's self-centered in a way because you might be negatively interpreting someone doing something, but typically it's because it's the way it makes you feel, because the way it affects you. And it's it's this inward focus and it comes from a place of pride or insecurity or FOMO or jealousy, greed. All these different things are in us because we're broken and we're in need of Jesus. And so because of that, There's all of these different things that impact our thought life. And so when I say a victim mentality, if you want to know, am I operating in any kind of victim mentality, which should not mark the life of a believer, you need to take daily inventory of your thoughts. The Bible says that we need to take our thoughts captive and make them a slave to Christ. 
To make them a slave to Christ looks like victory. To make them a slave to Satan looks like victim. And so you have a choice. Do I believe the lies or do I believe truth? Victors believe truth because it says the Bible that the truth will set you free. And so freedom is the life of a victor and lies will keep you bound and they'll make you a victim to the praying of the enemy. And so ask yourself, do I think things like, man, they're wrong. I'm never wrong. Ask yourself, do I think things like everyone's out to get me or no one thinks I'm cool enough or man, God must favor them more than me. God is even out to get me. Or if I had their financial backing or if I had their resources, them, them, them. And it's an if kind of then mentality. So if then, if they would not work here, then I could succeed more. If I had if I was better looking, then more people would want to follow me and care what I have to say. If I had that body type, then more guys would be attracted to me. If, then, if, then. And if that, when you take inventory of your thoughts, if that's a common statement, you could fall prey to a victim mentality. Yeah, that's, I think that's so, so good, JD. The if, then statements are massive. Like, I think that's a really good indicator. And it's also something that um, is practical for you to take and say, uh-oh, if I keep repeating if-then sentences or if I keep keep harping on these if-then or, or if mentally I keep, keep catching myself going if-then, it's a good way to catch yourself and take those thoughts captive and allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind so that you can have power over those. And I want to kind of piggyback on what J.D. said. When J.D. said, you know, Satan has authority and therefore wants to um, keep you in a victim mentality is because of this. Satan carries um, some earthly authority. However, Jesus has given us authority over it all. The Bible says over principalities, over everything, over darkness, because of Jesus in us. And so what the enemy never wants you to do is think that you are a victor because then you'll realize you have power over him. And so what you want to do is make sure that you're not allowing the enemy to keep you down, to press you down with thought patterns and thought life. That is what JD said, like, I'm never going to be good enough. If only I had that kind of money, if only I had that body, if only I had that job, if only I was that good looking, you know, and if you continue to repetitively stay in those types of thought patterns, then you are going to not only adopt a victim mentality, but you're going to adopt a victim persona. And when you walk around, you're going to not only feel like a victim, but you're going to live like a victim. And what Jesus wants for your life is for you to feel like a victor and live like a victor because of what he has done on the cross so that you can have victory in your life, victory over pornography addiction, victory over, over any sort of sin, any bitterness, any depression, anxiety, so that you can step into fullness of life with him. And it starts again in your mind. J.D. talked a little bit about um, maybe those telltale signs or those marker points that you might have a victim mentality. But JD, maybe let talk to um, the listeners a little bit about how we turn our thought life or the way we live from victim to victor. Okay, yeah. So I'm hoping that all of this is catching up. I'm, I'm, I'm like kidding you in and out, but I'm just letting you finish. And I heard the last question, and so I'm going to respond now, hoping that we're in sync. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. So yeah, we're. Uh, I'm catching like every other word. Great. Great. I heard the question. So like, God, let me have the question. So I'm going to answer because we're on questions with Kate and baby. Good. All right. So how to transform victim to victor. This could change your life. 
So hone in. I want you to remember, and if you're listening, write these things down on your phone, write them down in your journal, wherever you can, write them down in your mirror. Beliefs, practices, results. Beliefs, practices, results. A quick overview of what I'm about to explain. What I believe dictates my practices in life, which dictate the results of my life, of those practices. And so if the result is to go from victim to victor, if we want to live with a victor mentality and get rid of a victim mentality, we have to then identify the practices which are born from a belief. And so a lot of people want to just, I want to live like a victor. I want to live like a victor. They, 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 know, they know how to say the result they want, but they don't know how to actually transform and get the life they want. And so an example would be, you know, I want to be free of gossip. I want to be free of gossip. Okay, well, that's the result you want is freedom from gossip. Well, then let's go back to the practice. What practices are in your life that allow you to gossip? Oh, when I'm around this person, I'm always sure to gossip. They kind of ask me questions and it feels good to have them listening to this. And so the practice I'm going to change now is I'm going to go to that person. I'm going to address and repent. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And then we're going to make a commitment that every conversation, that if it's not uplifting and honoring others, or if they're not present, we're not going to say it. But not only am I going to change my behavior, I'm going to go after my belief and go, but what in me led me to gossip to begin with? And this is the part that people don't want to do in the work of transformation and sanctification because it takes a lot of work and it gets really messy. And so I'm going to go back and I'm going to dig up those roots that defined my behavior and gave me the result to gossip and feel like it was okay and gossip was the quick fix to my problem. And my belief actually is, hey, I gossip about that girl because she's more well-liked at work, which isn't her problem. My problem is is I don't feel like people like me and I'm insecure And I'm insecure probably because maybe my mom and my dad didn't affirm me enough growing up and I let their divorce define my life and what they think of me in some way. Like people don't want to go there. Does that make sense? And so with that, let's say I want to live with a victim mentality. Let's do the same practice or a victor mentality. Let's do the same practice. What currently am I practicing that is setting up a victim mentality? Well, if I am around negative people, if I'm not in God's word, there's so many times that the reason why we cannot identify the lies of the enemy is because we don't know truth. And so we have nothing to compare it to. If truth is the straight line, we can't identify when a line is crooked because we don't have the straight line to compare it to. So in order to know truth, In order to identify lies, you have to know the straight line that is truth, which means you have to know God's word. You have to soak in it, read it, memorize it. Because when lies come, you need to have the straight line to compare it to, to go, is this aligned with this truth? If it's not, it's probably going to birth a victim mentality, those lies that they do. And so you need to make sure that you know God's word, you know his truth, you know what he thinks of you. And you need to know what his son says of you, what his work on the cross says of you. And when you know these things, by the practice of studying God's word, being around God's people. The last thing I would say is living God's purpose, 
being on mission and reminding people. So many people sit in a victim mentality because they're sitting around lazy. They're watching everyone else's life on Instagram. They're watching Netflix shows. They're filling their mind with like nothing. And because of that, they lack purpose. And so it's really easy to think about, woe is me. My life sucks. God's out to get me. Everyone's out to get me because there's no purpose to your life. You were created for so much more. And so when you start learning God, like learning about God from his word, from his people and learning his purpose for you and you put practices in your life, that's going to change the result. You will go from victim to victor, but you have to realize what led me, what belief led me to have those practices in the first place. And only you can know that. And it's specific to every person. And so you need to go spend some time just thinking about Man, what do I believe about myself? Maybe God's love for me. Do I believe that a sin disqualified me? Do I believe that a one-night stand defines me and leaves me unworthy of a good guy? Like, what about it is, do I believe that's dictating how I practice? So because I believe I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not worthy of a good guy, I date only jerks and I self-deprecate. Therefore, I live with a victim mentality because I think I'm never going to have a good guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, bro. That is powerful. Like... I think everything JD said, which I caught about half of it, <laughs> I think it's all so good. I love the what you guys need to know is we have like a, I always send listeners, I'll give you an inside scoop to the podcast. I always send listeners Google Doc of kind of where the conversation I feel um, is going to go, but we allow space for the Holy Spirit to show up and speak. But JD wrote down some notes, thank God, because I'm following him off of his, like, his, his notes and that's the only way I can hear him is by hearing what the notes and then every other word he's saying I'm putting two and two together. But these these things JD is telling you are, in, in my opinion, some of the most powerful, life-changing things that you can ever adopt and put place in your life. And the reality is, is that what JD just told you to do by measuring your beliefs aligning your practices, and then seeing your result. That is going to require something that's sort of painful, and it's a little bit of self-reflection. And it's going to require you to sit in the presence of God and allow God to weed out, to work through, to go through your life and say, hey, that thought's not of me. That thought's not of me. That pattern's not of me. Those things aren't of me. And you're going to have to allow some weeding to happen in your life because you may be living under some beliefs that aren't biblical, aren't healthy, and aren't a victor mentality. And those beliefs may be the things that need to be ripped out, need to be weeded out of your life so that God can plant new seeds so that new beliefs and new perspectives can begin to grow so that you can step into new practices that give you new results. And like JD said, this is all going to come down to the most powerful thing that you can ever, ever do is get in the Word, get in the Bible, get in the presence of God, and spend time with Jesus because you are never going to know who you are if you never know who He is. And so when you get in the Word, you're going to begin to believe who Jesus is fully, and then you'll begin to actually believe who you are fully. You're going to believe that Jesus is love, and you're going to start to believe that you can be loved You're going to believe that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and you're going to finally experience peace in your life. You're going to believe that Jesus is joy and you're going to have joy in your life, not just momentary happiness, but this 
everlasting exuberance because of your salvation in Christ. And that's just the beginning. When you actually begin to step into true intimacy with Jesus, you start to figure out who he is. And then you start to figure out who you are because your old self died and you're living a new creation, living with him inside of you as a victor. JD, we're coming to the end of our time, man. And um, it's been so great having you on here. I love you. I wish we could have like bantered and talked a little bit more because I w- the connection was better. But everything you said, um, I'm just believing the Holy Spirit really showed up today, man. And I just think that mm-hmm. chains are going to break off people's lives today that have been sucked into a victim mentality. And maybe it's generational. Maybe your family, your parents had victim mentalities. Maybe your grandparents had victim mentalities. Maybe you were raised under a victim mentality. But I just want to say right now, in the name of Jesus, that those generational chains can be broken off, that you can begin new generational new generational patterns of victory in your family, in your life, in your personal life. And so we're just believing that for your life. Hey, let me pray for you guys and... Uh, We'll, we'll get this thing closed. Lord, thank you so much for today. Father, thank you for JD. Um, thank you for the brother he is in my life, God. He is so encouraging. He's just such an amazing person. I'm excited for the day we get to kick it in person, um, but he's a blessing to my life, Father. And so, Holy Spirit, I just pray right now for every listener, everyone under the sound of my voice, God, I pray that victim mentalities would cease in the name of Jesus, Father, that they would begin to believe after this podcast, that they were made for nothing more than to be a victor, God. That you created them with purpose, you created them with intentionality to be victorious, God. That the Bible says that they are more than conquerors because you love us. And so, Father, we just pray that, we declare that, and we believe that. It's in your heavenly name we pray. Amen. JD, bro, thank you Amen. seriously so much for coming on. It was a blessing, for real. You're, uh, I just want to say real quick, your your presence in my life has been a blessing, Uh your wisdom, the way, even from the first second we met, you broke down every single wall and we're just like, hey, what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? And I shared a little bit of my story and shared a little bit of what I walked through. You shared what you walked through. And seeing how you've taken the stuff you've walked through and allowed God to move in it has encouraged my life, has encouraged so many people that look up to you and follow you. And um, I just want to let you know I'm in your corner, bro, and I love you a ton. So I'm just grateful that you came on the podcast and took your busy morning to spend it with us at Questions with Caden. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, of course. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here and to celebrate you. And for all of those that follow Caden and uh, listen to this podcast, you know, when I think about how Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, you guys have made a great choice in looking to someone um, and following him as he is seeking to follow Jesus. And so way to go, you guys, uh, because you have found just someone who is wise beyond his years and really genuinely cares about you. And that's all we could ask for. Wow. Thanks, bro. That means a ton. Seriously. Hey, I love you, JD. Listeners, we love you. Uh, Go live in victory today. Come on, somebody. I love you. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Let's go. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. 
and even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.